you know when you cross over? It does not appear to occur. Are you aware of the moment things change? When you're on the other side of the Motley Meridian, can you ever go back? Do you know the good years when you're in them, or you just wait for them? This is Motley Medley's, an exploration of the horrors of everyday life. I'm Palatable Pete, the host who doesn't seat people at tables. And this is Motley Medley's, the podcast that makes you wonder what the fuck you just listened to before you've even heard it. Motley Medley's is a thoughtful and curious journey through the boring and shitty day-to-day lives of average humans, so be an average and thoughtful Motley Marauder and visit our Instagram. Like us wherever you stream this and check back regularly for updated artwork, links, and other mundane yet enjoyable things. This week, as we journey across the Motley Meridian, we meet a man who never met a feeling he hated more than that of mediocrity. A man with an unyielding competition burning at the depths of his soul. A man who discovered at an advanced age that he really liked doing crafts. And the world is now vastly worse off because of it. You can get good at anything if you spend enough time doing it. I didn't know how to paint such realistic clouds when I first started doing this, but now my clouds are world class. I cannot possibly print enough cloud sympathy cards at this point. What started as a hobby has become a whole second act in in life for me. See what I did there? White paint is your friend. Do not be afraid to use it. That's Jeffrey Lonigan. 65 years old and built like a college linebacker and bodybuilder all in one. A real Adonis of an old guy. Hell, an Adonis of any age for that matter, with his square jaw and permanent graying five o'clock shadow. Jeffrey Lonigan, in his retirement, decided he was going to do what he'd always done. Work his way to the top. Be the dominant one in the food chain. Become the king of Etsy with his shop. Crafts for men. But what no one saw coming involved a cult of teenage boys and murder. In the end, painting, craft, hobbies, it's all like life. And life is a microcosm of the gym. The weak will be killed and eaten because there's no such thing as fairness. Fairness is a mental construct Losers and women invented to try to level the playing field. In the end, might makes right. It always has, and it always will. So approach the canvas with this knowledge. 
and dominate it. Your brooks should babble. Your trees should whistle in the wind. Tune in next week for another installment of Painting with Jeffrey. After the launch of his wildly successful Etsy shop, where he mainly sold sympathy cards, which encouraged people to just fucking get over it because no one wants to hear about it, Jeffrey Lonigan decided to branch out, bring his art to the masses, perhaps inspired by Bob Ross, but more likely inspired by his massive ego, he'd stand before a canvas wearing t-shirts with the sleeves cut off, and he'd paint pictures of clouds and talk about his life philosophy and bash on women and give weightlifting advice and encourage violence. The blues don't have to be perfectly even. It's a sky after all. There's going to be lots of different shades and you can always add clouds over it. Remember, the white paint exists. Use it. One of the dumbest things rookies do is ignore the white paint. You can go over things with it. That's how my clouds stand out so much. And if I ever feel sad or frustrated by the art I'm making because it's not coming out quite as perfect as I'd like it to be, Well, then I just go look in the mirror, because how could I be sad when I look in the mirror? And remember, there's no such thing as a female athlete. They're just girls who play sports. So don't let them tell you that they're better than you are. You can be an athlete. They'll always just be girls even if they play sports. And that's why I like to get a huge lift in in the morning. You see what I just did there around the sun? How I combined red and white to create a pink and the pink went into the yellow. A yellowish pink creates almost a neon glow. It captures the actual radioactivity of the sun. So keep lifting. People are going to hate you when you're a stud. And you should listen to every word they say. Take it personally. Use it for fuel. Challenge them to fight you. If they back down, hit them anyway. Hit them fucking hard. Especially if they're bigger than you. And remember that they were bigger than you and use that for fuel. Take steroids. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Buy brass knuckles. You can always find a Chinaman selling them. And tune in next week for another installment of Painting with Jeffrey. I'm calling you out, Mordecai Goldstein. That fucking piece of shit. That you're fucking tough just because you're bigger than everyone else. The only reason you're bigger than everyone else is because you were left back two years because you're a fucking moron. Well, I'm going to get you, motherfucker.
fucker. I'm gonna get you good, cause I got a secret weapon. I got two secret weapons, in fact. Oh man, when secret weapon number two gets here, you are in for such a surprise. I'm gonna stick my dick so far up your fucking ass, shit's gonna be coming out of your fucking mouth. You're gonna choke to death on your own shit while I'm fucking your ass, but not in a gay way, I'm fucking your ass in a dominant way. Because Mike makes right! That's Charlie Brownstein. A 13-year-old late bloomer whose parents had a sense of humor when they named him. This angry young fellow releases multiple TikToks a day in which he threatens his enemies at school. He also dominates the comment section of Jeffrey Lonigan's YouTube channel and is an avowed acolyte of Lonigan. This young man has never heard the saying, Don't meet your heroes. It's the end of the week here at Painting with Jeffrey, which means it's Fan Mail Friday. Our first letter is from Charlie Brownstein. That's quite a name. I might find it amusing, but humor is for the weak-minded who can't or won't face reality. Regardless, Charlie writes... You are my hero. I want to be like you. I want your ease and confidence and muscles and artistic ability. Your clouds are better than real clouds. I've been an avid watcher of your videos since I was 12 and I've been plotting revenge against my tormentors ever since. I put out a TikTok recently in which I threatened my main nemesis, a classmate named Mordecai. He saw the TikTok, as intended, but he beat me before I could get my revenge. I almost just wrote, it isn't fair, but I know your thoughts on fairness. I have four broken ribs, two black eyes, and a sprained wrist. I'm lost. I'm 13 years old and I feel as if I have no sense of direction anymore. I'm just a lost soul drifting through life, always at the mercy of external forces like my parents or overgrown douchebags who were left back a year because they can't even spell their own names without a cheat sheet or asking the teacher for help. Well, I suppose I'm just as feeble-minded. In the end, you are my teacher, Jeffrey, and I'm asking you for help. Tell me what to do, please. Desperately and sincerely, Charlie Brownstein. Well, Charlie, you certainly are weak and despicable, but you're willing to be teachable, which is a good thing. They say in life, in order to keep it, the good feelings and energy that we each possess, you have to give it away. But they don't say you have to give it away for free. 
So for the low price of $249.99, you can buy 30 minutes of my time via Zoom or Skype. I don't do FaceTime. I'm not an Apple guy. I don't care much for apples, period. The skin bothers my teeth and sometimes they're quite mealy and my body is a temple. So I don't wish to ingest that garbage. But for $249.99, I'll answer this question and more, Charlie, my boy. If you have any friends or male cousins, brothers, anyone really, refer them and I'll take 25% off your second half hour session. This sales pitch by Lonigan piqued our interest here at Motley Medley's. The team of Nobel laureate contributors I had assembled... And I all waited patiently for Charlie Brownstein to release a TikTok reply. But in completely uncharacteristic fashion, Charlie went silent for a week until he posted this. When I start talking, press play. I want music in the background. Press play. I started talking. Press play. I feel like a new I just had my first session with Jeffrey Lonigan, host of Painting with Jeffrey on YouTube, artist, philosopher, above all else, a man. And he explained to me how I can get the external forces that stand in my way to bend to my will. The first step is to shed my nice boy image. I need to get comfortable asking, no, no, I need to get comfortable telling people to do things for me. I need to create an aura that commands subservience. I especially have to do this towards my parents and girls that I have crushes on. He told me the secret to this and you can learn it too for just $249.99. A real bargain of a price for a 30 minute session. You can learn the secrets that were so freely given to me for such an affordable price. How much would you pay to change your life? Is there any dollar amount you wouldn't pay to get things your way? This is a steal, folks. Don't have the money? Well, this is a perfect opportunity for getting people to do things for you. Tell your parents to give it to you. Don't think they will? Well, that's what exactly why you need this program. What exactly was going on here, I wondered? Something was strange, something was amiss. This was around the same time I decided to join a gym. I felt it was time to try to lower my blood pressure. The stresses of making a groundbreaking podcast and my impatience with whoever gives out the MacArthur grant for not recognizing me yet was really giving me agita. So I figured less salt and more cardio might behoove me. As I made my way to the gym one sunny afternoon around 3 p.m. thinking it would be quiet because most people would still be working, I was shocked to find it was quite the contrary. I'm not certain if vibrations, both good ones and bad ones, are an actual thing. Perhaps I'm not normally so in tune with such things, but that afternoon, there was an awful energy in the air. Teenage boys were everywhere, lifting weights talking in groups, 
taking pictures of themselves, flexing in mirrors, laughing horrible, awkward laughs, talking too loudly, being regaled by jacked old men who were feeding them stories and spotting them. I had to flee. Shit was suddenly too real. I deadbolted my door as I returned home, feeling as though I had just looked into the abyss. Were these all the children of Lonigan? Were these the teenage apostles born from painting with Jeffrey? As these thoughts raced through my brain, my phone buzzed. A YouTube notification informing me a new episode of Painting with Jeffrey had just been posted. With crippling fear and trepidation, I watched. Painting is no longer fun for me. I feel as though I can't make a mistake. I've become too good. I suppose if you want to live a better life, you should stop making mistakes. I don't make mistakes. I haven't even bumped my head in 46 years. When I was 19, my sister opened a cabinet door to get a glass while I was scrubbing the floor for mother. And when I stood up, I smacked the crown of my skull on the cabinet. And I swore at that moment, never again. Never again would I make a mistake as brazenly stupid as bumping my head. And I've remained true to my word. Always keep your word. It makes me think of my youth in general. Simpler times. There was no internet when I was a boy. We used to play outside and wrestle and fight with tree branches and make fun of the kid who inevitably ended up crying. I miss those days. Now I stand before a canvas on a daily basis and I fear that I've become a giant pussy. I've often wondered over my many years of life what it might feel like to kill a man. I can physically dominate anyone that i am sure of i started lifting seriously again when i was 40 years old to turn back the clock to rebel against father time to be young again but the one thing i feel like i missed out on was taking another man's life oh well from now on the show will no longer be called painting with jeffrey Next week, I'm going to begin working with wood. Painting just feels so feminine at this point. So keep your eyes on my Etsy shop because coming soon will be more fruits of my labor. I'm going to conquer the dollhouse miniature furniture market. My handcrafted pieces of tiny furniture will be the finest since the Victorian age. Almost instantaneously, inexplicably fast, Charlie Brownstein posted a reply on TikTok. Dollhouse furniture? Fucking dollhouse furniture? 
that old piece of shit took $1,250 from me. I cashed out savings bonds years before they matured to learn how to fight and get fucking yoked out of my fucking mind and paint awesome clouds and now he's making dollhouse furniture? I feel fucking betrayed! This was supposed to be about getting, getting laid, learning how to get girls to want me by ignoring them and get guys to fear me by meticulously inspecting every inch of my musculature. Instead, I wasted all this money listening to the ramblings of a ripped, massive old man, which is weird in and of itself now that I think of it. Who the fuck is he trying to impress? Oh, God, the only people who watch his videos and pay for his thoughts are other boys my age. Well, fuck this shit. Fuck it. I'm fucking pissed. In an earlier TikTok, I said I had two secret weapons coming. They were intended for Mordecai Goldstein. Well, one was a massive steroid stack that got stuck in customs. The other was this. At this point, Charlie exits the shot and slowly returns, dragging an enormous sheath battle axe that he can barely lift up. I was gonna cut Mordecai's fucking head off, but now I'm coming for you, Jeffrey Lonigan. You fucking fraud. Just because you're in incredible shape for your age, or any age for that matter, doesn't give you the right to crush people's dreams. I'm gonna cut your fucking head off and stick it on a pike. No. Better yet, I'm gonna stick it on my fucking cock and walk around with it and show people what I fucking did to you. You're a dead man, Lonigan. My team of Nobel laureates and I immediately hopped on our devices awaiting a reply from Jeffrey Lonigan. Lonigan, after all, did not seem like the kind of man who would shy away from a challenge or a threat. But instead, there was nothing. It was well within Lonigan's character to be disciplined, and in all the time that he had been posting painting with Jeffrey videos, he only posted three a week. So we'd have to wait. I used the opportunity to attempt the gym to lower my blood pressure yet again. This time I went at one in the afternoon, and yet there were teens everywhere holding court with jacked old men. And all I could hear was Lonigan in my head saying things like, The gym is a free man's equivalent of a prison yard. Find the weakest man there, a man who looks lost amongst the equipment, a man with no friends. Bump into him. Make a scene so people's attention is drawn to you. Drive your fist into his fucking face. Break his nose. Tear him limb from limb. Smash his head with a dumbbell. But pick a dumbbell whose weight you can handle. Remember, early on especially, it's not about how much weight you can lift. It's about form and weight that's appropriate to be lifted effectively. When you're done pummeling your opponent, go home. 
flex into the mirror and masturbate while you look at yourself. Next week, we're going to paint a scene of the rocky shoreline of Maine. I want to paint something involving a lighthouse, and that's an idyllic setting. I think we'll make it autumn in the painting, incorporate the dry grass. I ran from the gym yet again in fear of losing my life to one of these aspiring Lonigans. This family he had formed was everywhere. I feared no longer would I ever feel safe. Why weren't these kids at school? On Monday, after a weekend barricaded in my apartment, at 12 p.m. sharp, I received a YouTube notification. With bated breath, I watched. I want music, so when I start talking, hit play. Hit play, I started talking. It has come to my attention that a young man that I tried to nurture and mentor and help grow both mentally and physically has threatened to kill me with an axe. Well, Charlie, just because you're 13 doesn't mean I won't beat the fucking shit out of you. So challenge accepted. I propose we do a simulcast of the event. You broadcast it on your silly TikTok nonsense. And I'll stream it live on woodworking with Jeffrey. It'll be a lesson, a life lesson for all my other viewers as to why you should be more like me. They set a date to meet in a field about a hundred yards down the hill past a playground. They both took to Twitter and Instagram and wherever they could drum up attention. The Nobel laureates and I decided that we'd put two computers right next to each other so we could watch both feeds. I would, of course, give live analysis of the fight because I'm the host, but they would be telling me what to say because they're the Nobel laureates. The night before the big event, I found myself lying in bed awake wondering if there really was something to all of Lonigan's talk about willpower. I mean, after all, he seemed to foist his worldview on thousands, of, if not millions, of teenage boys. And so I wondered if Charlie, a petite child, wanted to take down Lonigan badly enough, if he could actually do it. As I sat before the two computers the laureates had set up for me, I was awed at their technological capabilities. I also didn't know who to root for in this scenario. Charlie Brownstein was a bit sociopathic for a young man, and Jeffrey Lonigan was just really obnoxious. As they both entered the frame on opposite sides of the small field, I couldn't help but feel a bit nervous. 
There were families out in the park that day minding their own business, but a large group of teenagers wearing gym clothes had formed a circle around where Lonigan and Charlie Brownstein were about to square off. Lonigan at this point rips his sleeveless t-shirt off like a pro wrestler and flexes his biceps in Charlie's direction and blows a kiss at him. When this is over, Charlie, I'm gonna bring your broken, possibly dead body to your parents' doorstep. Then I'm gonna fuck your mother and make your father watch. At this point, Lonigan began strolling straight over to Charlie very casually, and Charlie tried with all his might to lift up the axe. Hey, Charlie, your shoe's untied. It is? Oh, fuck! Jeffrey just hit him right in the face, and I think he's wearing brass knuckles. Oh! Oh, there's blood everywhere. Lonigan just picked up the axe. Oh, don't do it! <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I finally did it. I killed a man. I feel as though I will never die. Jeffrey Lonigan's whereabouts to this day remain unknown. But his followers can be seen regularly at shopping malls, hanging out by convenience stores, walking the streets at night in groups, usually talking at an excessive volume. And of course, at local gyms. Thank you for listening to this installment of Motley Medley's. Don't forget to like us and follow us wherever you streamed us. We certainly do appreciate all the support from the Motley Marauders. Follow us on Instagram at Motley Medleys. Feel free to say hi and tune in next time as we venture across the Motley Meridian yet again in search of answers to questions we haven't figured out yet. I'm Palatable Pete and this was Motley Medleys. <laughs> <laughs>